Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. We haven't been here in a while, so today, Zach and I are bringing you the 2017 movie list. Yes. From Mr. Zacharias himself. The 2017 movie flashback. It's shaping up to be a phenomenal <laughs> episode. I'm sorry, babe. I couldn't get him to stop. Um, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's been what seems like a really long time, but for the Just Browsing podcast, it's been actually two weeks. So it's not that long, but we're used to posting about one episode per week here on the Just Browsing podcast. So it seems like a long time for us. We're happy to be back. Um, Very happy. Yeah. So... This episode today that you're tuning into is going to be the 2017 movie flashback. Now, um, I'll just do my little quick intro for this that I've been doing on the past few episodes. So if you're a recurring guest to this series of podcasts that we've been doing for our movie flashbacks, welcome back. Thanks for joining in again. If you're new, what we're going to be doing here is going over a list of movies that I put together back in 2017 for movies that were released that year that I saw that year. And I ranked them on a scale of one to five stars. And then at the very end of it, I put together my top five favorites of the year. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little journey down memory lane and revisit some of these movies and talk about some of the ones we thought were really good, some of the ones we thought were not so good, and then ultimately go over our top fives and then also tell you the best picture winner for that year and then the top 10 highest grossing movies of 2017. So, As well as a list of movies that I thought Zach should have seen yes. based on... You know, just the the list of movies released in 2017. Correct. So, without further ado, should we just dive into the list? And I'll just run through let's and just, go off of stars. Let's just go into it. Okay. Give me... Because I think this is sorted in alphabetical order, so give me half a second while I... Well, I'll give you your first three that are all two stars if you want. And then you can start talking about them. Okay. We got The Circle, Girls Trip, and Fifty Shades Darker, all your two stars. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm sorted now. I'm sorry. A little Excel work needed to be done there. Um, yeah. So come, we will come prepared. <laughs> I know. I know. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So we'll start with the lowest ranked movies on my list. So, and just um, for reference, this year I saw 30 movies that were released in 2017 that made this list. So, starting and you know all, all of these boring are boring year for you. Uh, Only 30. Yeah, but once we get to the top five, you'll see that the top five is very strong. So it's more uh, quality over quantity this year, I would say. Um, so yeah, these, these are all ranked on a scale of one to five stars. And obviously, this is just my opinion. This is what I was thinking back in 2017. So this is by no means any official sort of ranking. It doesn't factor in IMDb ratings or Rotten Tomatoes or any of that stuff. Any sort of movie critic ratings. It's all personal. It's all personal. So you know, take, take the following uh, with a grain of salt. So we'll start with the lowest ranked movies that are two stars so the lowest ranked movies on the list got a, a, a score of two stars out of five so as you just said those three movies are 50 shades darker girls trip and the circle so just real quick some thoughts on those three movies um 50 shades darker is just not very good none of those movies in the 50 shades franchise are very good um I yeah I, I think we may have talked about this on the 2016 movie flashback. My kind of my thoughts on that entire story are just why did they make them into movies anyway? Right. Doesn't really seem like it makes much sense to me. But anyway, moving on. You know I'm not the demographic for those movies, so what? I think it makes sense that I feel that way. Um, Girls Trip. The reason I gave it two stars is I was going into Girls Trip assuming that it was going to be a bridesmaids type movie and it was going to be really funny and it mm. wasn't. And it was more—it uh, was more like an emotional movie about friends 
getting together and trying to keep their friendship going into their you know 30s and 40s and they're drifting apart and life's getting in the way and like so I get that all of us right now exactly because we're old <laughs> uh you know I get that good for you but like I was billed I felt like the marketing campaign build that movie to me as like a bridesmaids movie. And like so I was going in thinking it was going to be this comedy laugh out loud riot the entire time. And it just wasn't. So I was disappointed in that. And then the circle is a movie based on a book that I read that I really enjoyed. That was actually. the Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Uh, Emma Watson is in it. And it's basically about like a Google esque company that reaches a point where they basically are the biggest company in the entire world in the, in terms of the tech space. And right. they kind of run Everything And the entire idea behind that movie was that it's a lot like a tech company that, that exists in our world, except for they have basically saturated the social media market to the point where like everyone's online profile is their actual information. So you and I have a, a profile at The Circle and you're actually Matt Ewan and like your driver's license information is on there and what, what your real job is and all this kind of shit. You can't hide behind these like right. Twitter handles or like profiles they, like, you build. The cameras and everybody's right. phones. And, right, like, exactly. They, they know where you are at all it, times. Yes, exactly. So it kind of starts off, you know, the first half of the story is like, look how, you know, Emma, Emma, Emma Watson. There's an Emma and an Emma Lee Watson. It's very confusing, but Emma Watson. Emma's the only one you need to know. Yes, exactly. Um, she goes to work for this company, and she's very excited, you know, because she's breaking out of her dull, boring job to go work for this exciting tech company. And like, look at how amazing all their technology is, and they're changing the world. She's very like wide-eyed and naive, and then she starts to realize like this company is is basically eliminating privacy for most citizens in the United States, if not the world, and they start to get more and more and more and more power and it starts to get kind of scary and it turns into like a tech thriller type movie but it's just not done very well and it was really disappointing after reading the book because the book is actually a really solid book I was a big fan it's a book written by Dave Eagers I think uh, and it's just I don't know the movie really fell flat I was super disappointed so those were the first three two star movies moving into the movies that are two and a half stars that I would say are not terrible but they're not quite good yet either um, Kong Skull Island so it was one of those entertaining... Exactly. It's it's entertaining. Speaking of Kong and creature feature type movies, there's this year, in 2021, there's a Godzilla versus Kong movie coming out. And I am by no means a Godzilla fan and expert. I, I don't know the, the history of the movies and the lore and all this kind of stuff. But I do enjoy a good Godzilla movie and big monsters smashing buildings. That's always fun. I'll just say that the Godzilla movie they made in like 2014 and then the Kong Skull Island movie and then the Godzilla sequel, none of them are just very good. I don't know. It's weird. They're very entertaining, but they're not very good movies. They're not that movie that you want to sit down and rewatch over and over. Yeah, and I I can't put my finger on why, especially the Godzilla movie from 2014. That movie, there's no reason that movie shouldn't have been awesome. Is that the one with Jack Black? No, that one's way old. That's the that's the King Kong movie, the right. Peter Jackson King Kong movie from like that one's really or something. Good. That one's a good movie. I like that movie. Kind of creepy with all the big bugs. In yes, the bottom it, of that I'm scarred by the way from that whole section of that movie. But anyway, did you on. have like a centipede that's like the size of like a bus? Yeah, I would literally just take the machine gun, and shoot myself in the face before <laughs> I fought giant bugs. Like, no, thank you. I'm like, guys, I'm looking around, being like, guys. We fell into a bug trap, and they're all massive. See you later. Good Guys, luck. you're a man down. You're a man down. Man, <laughs> you're a man down. down. I'm sorry. Tell my wife I love her. I'm out of here. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, you know, it was just, a good movie. I, I liked it. it. It was 
It's a Pirates movie. That's... It's a Pirates movie. If you like the Pirates movies, you'll enjoy it. It's entertaining. Anything but it's after a, the first three is like... It's a big step down from a, the original three, I anything think. Anything after yeah. the first three, you just go in with like... Right. Let's just see what ridiculous shit they have yeah. this time. I, I think kind of there's this thing that happens with Hollywood franchises where if you've seen the first couple to maybe three or four and you're really excited about them and you're in, they have you. you know? Oh, yeah. You, you're going to return to the theaters for numbers eight, nine, and ten later. You know, you're just oh, kind of yeah. in. They kind of have you. You have like a... You know, it's like someone who buy like me, who buys Mac computers. They kind of just have me now for life. Like, I'm going to just continue to buy yeah. Mac laptops for forever now. Like, they know they have this brand awareness and connection like, with you. Yeah. So, that's just what it is. But, honestly... The most entertaining part about that movie was watching Chris eat a full bucket of popcorn <laughs> before the movie even started. Yeah, shout out to Chris. Just love that guy. What a what a great stand-up dude. We need to... If, if movie theaters were still open, one of my favorite things to do was just grab Chris and well, go see a new James he, he Bond. He wants to go see James Bond, so... I know, and October, I feel so bad. They keep, they keep delaying James Bond. I'm like, Chris, we gotta go see it. He's like, yeah, let's go see it. And I'm like, well, it's delayed another six months, so I guess we'll see it whenever it comes <laughs> out, Chris. Um... The Lego Batman movie. And I don't know if we've talked... I think we maybe talked about, about this... talking about the Lego movie. With, we, when we talked about the Lego movie, when we did our, I think, maybe 2014 one. I, don't know, I forget when that came out. Such a fun movie. The Lego movie is fucking hilarious. The Lego Batman movie, I thought, was a little bit of a letdown. I, like I said during our, I think, the 2014 flashback, whatever year the Lego movie came out, my only thoughts on this are, like, the Lego Batman movie's not bad. I just think the Lego Batman character works better as like a side character yeah. in the Lego movie. Not his whole movie to himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's definitely like the flow of the movie. I mean, and you follow the Lego movie itself. It's like, come on, just yeah. make like a Lego movie too or something. Right, like, right. Don't, don't make like a side Yeah, do we need a spinoff to this? Yeah, I don't think we do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so The Mummy, and this is the one with Tom Cruise, I believe, the, yes. the remake. So, I think really I've talked to you about story. this. The original two mummies are awesome movies. Right. I think you like the third, these ones. The third one's third one's like, not so good. We don't like to, we don't like to talk about that. But the the first two are two of my favorite. Yeah. I had the, think I had the mummy in like my final four of the, the dude, bracket. Dude, the the mummy movies with the Brendan Fraser movies, the mummy movies are fucking Sick. awesome action adventure movies. This mummy movie they made with Tom Cruise just didn't hit the mark. And it's okay, but it's not good. It's yeah. And I think they were really banking on this setting up this whole dark universe of monster shared universe type yeah, thing and, and it, it just fell and they just and didn't, like yeah, yeah i feel like they kind of quit it. on it i think they did yeah they're like well whatever <laughs> um underworld blood wars which is underworld number whatever in the, at like this the point Lycans in the series the yeah it's vampires. like vampires versus lichens that series is really cool and entertaining if you like kind of not necessarily B-grade monster movies, but they're like sci-fi they're like they're like sci-fi monster movies with big Hollywood budgets. Right. But not you're not necessarily going into those thinking I'm going to see some Oscar level acting or or storytelling here. But it's like, hey, vampires fighting werewolves with swords and shit, and then later in the movies, you know, guns and all this kind of cool, cool and stuff. And it's like all underground. I'm down. Okay, yeah. I'm in. I'll it's watch those movies. They're entertaining. I'll, I'll give it to them. So that was the rest of the two and a half star movies. Um, Atomic Blonde begins the first set of three star movies. Atomic Blonde is a badass movie with Charlize Theron, where she plays uh, basically an assassin, like a female John Wick type character. Right. And then this is set in like the 80s, I think, in Berlin, Germany. And it has something to do, it's got James McAvoy in it and stuff. I forget a lot about what happens in the plot, but it's a very stylish espionage sort of assassin action thriller movie it's 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 a right. solid movie i'm a big fan um baby driver 
which it's like taxi. It's not. Taxi, have you seen uh, Baby Driver? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool movie. I like it. Really it's good. Like chase scenes is a cool yeah. heist movie with good, you know, car chase scenes and really cool like stunt driving and shit like that. If you're into those kind of movies, that's it's pretty solid. I, nothing it, to like write home about. It's, it's I'm not, a knockoff Fast and Furious. Yeah, w- without like the absurdity of the Fast right. and Furious. It's a little more. Grounded. It's like a, it's like a original Fast and Furious yeah. movie, like yeah. with that kind of driving. Right. Yeah. Where they're not like in space now, which right. is whatever they're heading. Space Jason, <laughs> Space Jaws, fighting Vin Diesel on Mars. Fighting, fighting Dominic Toretto. Um, the Beauty and the Beast, I believe this is the live action yes. remake. Another Emma Watson movie. So she was in two in 2017. Um, Taya that, that was a good movie. is obsessed with this movie. She loves it. I could take it or leave it. It's 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 okay. It's I mean, a Disney princess movie. I was gonna so say like, it's a Disney. I'm not the dem- again. I'm not the demographic. I, I went and saw that with so. my mom because she wanted me to go. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'll go. Like Emma Watson's in it. You're not gonna talk me out. I was gonna that, say, so. oh, I get to stare at Emma Watson for two and a half hours. So you know, Whoa yeah, I'll go. Me. Yeah, I mean, they all they did was recreate the the cartoon version in a real yeah, life. So exactly. they did a good job. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm not like a. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna rewatch Beauty and the Beast today. Yeah, Split. That's with James, James McAvoy. Oh, dude, that's a weird-ass fucking movie. I like this movie a lot. And I love... So I'm not I'm not sure if you're a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like, have you seen The Sixth Sense and, like, The Village and... I've seen The Signs. Sixth Sense. Have you seen Signs? So those are, like, the old-school M. Night Shyamalan movies. And he made this movie with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson called Unbreakable back in the day. And Unbreakable is a really cool twist on comic book movies where basically... Samuel L. Jackson's character is a like superhero level intellect, like smart person. Right. But he's his body, he has some sort of a condition where he's super fragile and his bones break like at the slightest of touches. And he ends up orchestrating all of these disasters to try and find his opposite and equal, who is someone who would be invincible, like unbreakable, basically. And so that person ends up becoming Bruce Willis. So it's Bruce Willis versus Samuel L. Jackson. Well, that movie came out. Two decades ago or more. Right. And then a long time later, in 2017, he makes the movie Split with James McAvoy. And Split is all about James McAvoy. Is he has like 38 personalities. Yeah, multiple personality disorder. And he kidnaps these, these three girls. And he keeps kind of tormenting them. He keeps showing up as a different personality and all this kind of stuff. And then they keep hinting at the one personality that rules all of them is the beast or whatever. Right. And like if he morphs into the beast, then you're fucked or whatever. Well... He surprised everyone at the end of that movie with the cut scene at the very end and credit scene is Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable shows up and all of a sudden you find out Split and Unbreakable exist in the same universe and then a couple years later he made Glass and that was like the third movie in this unofficial trilogy that he hadn't really told anyone about. So he tied so like, his own movies together without yeah, anyone he was, even knowing. Right, he was like, fuck it, I'm making my own shared universe trilogy without anyone ever knowing, just surprising it on you guys. And honestly, Split and Glass are pretty cool movies. I, I think most people, the critical reception is that Unbreakable is probably the best. But I thoroughly enjoyed watching Split and Glass. They're, they're very cool thriller movies. And M. Night Shyamalan, I think a lot of people have a lot of complicated opinions on him. And I've seen some of his movies that are really, I think are really awesome. I've seen some that I think are probably pretty bad. But if there's one thing the guy's going for... He makes really good thriller movies with great twists. I think he's one of the last writer-directors who's like, I make movies solely to set up one big twist to blow your mind. Like, that's it's his like, thing. It's like that meme where you're just going on the highway and then that car's, like, skidding to get the yeah, off Yeah, You're, like, that's following him. his that's story. Him. And all yeah. he's like, eee! He's like, you're like, skirt! Oh! 
it wasn't real the whole time. You know, like, like that's his thing. Fuck, I gotta rewatch <laughs> this now. Going in with this mindset. Exactly, exactly. So Split's a cool movie. I, I'm a big fan of Split. Um, War Machine, I gave three stars. War Machine is a Netflix original movie that had Brad Pitt in it. You actually might appreciate this movie. It's kind of like an Iraq War set movie, and it has to do a lot with like the politics behind the military apparatus and our involvement in Iraq and yada yada. It's kind of like a a satire movie, I would say. It's more of like they're whoever made that movie is is made that movie trying to set out a point to poke holes in like what our philosophy is our military's philosophy is in the Middle East basically it's not bad Brad Pitt kind of plays a very weird quirky general it's all based on like true people and stuff all mm. the characters are real people and I don't know it's it's okay I wasn't really that thrilled with it so I think three stars is pretty fair um, Alien Covenant have you seen Alien Covenant yeah we saw it together okay good it was me you and Zach I'm pretty sure good I love the fucking Alien movies I love them I, I'm in for I told so I have a boss at work who is like a huge fan of the Alien franchise and anytime a new Alien movie comes out we start talking about it at work and I just love the Alien universe. I just do. I'm obsessed with it. Anytime a new Alien movie comes out, I don't care if the last one had a bad critical reception. I am well, in. Have I'm they watching. come out with a new Alien since then? No. So There's one more, I think, planned to kind of finish up. Because I remember like the end scene is the... And I'm really bad with character names because it's not like I got into Alien at all. I yeah. just went and saw it. It's like the robot that was in the first one. Exactly. In Prometheus. Yeah, yeah in Prometheus. He kills... The new, the good guy, yes, and yes. then when she goes into like her incubator, uh-huh. he like stands over the top of her in the glass, and, and she like, like realizes it, and then her, she's yeah. like, Fuck. and then he saves like the alien eggs, and he's right. keeping them on the ship, and then he's in control of the ship, and he's gonna fly off somewhere and do his weird experiments with these aliens. Yeah, right. So they had obviously Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three, and then I think they had another one called like Alien Resurrection, or I don't know, some shit. Then Predator vs. Alien. And then they had the, the Alien vs. Predator movies. They made two of those, and then Ridley Scott came back to the franchise that he started because he directed the first right. Alien, and he did Prometheus, and then Alien Covenant, and then there's supposed to be one more that kind of this is almost ends like the the second trilogy because you can kind of consider Alien One, Two, and Three as its own trilogy, so and then this the would saga. be yeah, this will kind of like put the capstone on the saga but who knows when it's going to come out I think when this came out it made a lot of money but I think the critical reception was pretty bad so I think the studio is a little hesitant to do another one but I mean it was good but it was one of those like it followed a lot of one of the previous aliens and right. like I even caught on like like I said I'm not a huge alien fan mm-hmm. but even I caught on to it followed almost kind of like Star Wars it almost just There's followed a like There's the, a the storyline to a T absolutely just with updated graphics and updated characters uh-huh. and the, the only thing that I'll say about the new Alien movies, say what you want about the storytelling and the writing. There's a plenty of plot holes and all that kind of stuff. The visuals of these new movies it's are pretty incredible. So They're just very beautiful to watch. Like The visuals are amazing. The only stunning. movie, like, and I know we've talked about this, but the only movie that I would say hasn't yet been touched is still Avatar. No one's oh, yeah. ever come close to beating that movie, and that movie was released in like... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, and James they, Cameron, he's just He literally was like, best. yeah, I'm going to start filming this movie in 1993. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're an idiot. And then it comes out and everyone's like... And it's the biggest what? movie in the history of the world, basically, yeah. And they're still making the second one. Although it's supposed to be released this year. Supposedly, yeah. I think there's... Even though it's pretty sure it's supposed to be released like 10 years ago. I was going to say, Avatar 2 has been supposed to be released this year for yeah, the last like eight years. Yeah, because he's been filming it since they started filming the first yeah. one. Talk about a massive undertaking. That guy's like, hey, I'm just going to make Avatar movies for the next 25 years. <laughs> like, okay, man. Everyone's like... Why though? Well, then the, then the yeah. first one comes out, and everyone's like, "Okay, just okay. stay in your studio. Yeah. yeah, do your thing, do your thing." 
Well, the, that's what it is, is. The studios are like, hey, listen, if you can make almost $3 billion with a movie, go ahead and keep making them. Yeah. We'll give you some money. <laughs> Just do your thing. Oh, you want the studio next to me? <laughs> sure. Sure. Go, move it. Move it. <laughs> Whatever you need. Oh, you want us to buy Mars so you can go shoot in space? Done. Done. <laughs> Don't Blank know who we paid, but done. <laughs> Um, another one I have on here that's three and a half stars is King Arthur Legend of the King Sword. King Arthur. Which I think is kind of an underrated movie. I think that that's movie came out. That's with the young kid, right? No, no, no. This is the one with the guy from, he plays Jax in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, okay. He's the guy who plays Arthur in this one. It's got Jude Law in it. Okay. I've seen it, but there's there's like the other King Arthur with like the young kid. I was going to say, there is the King kid Arthur. one they made, yeah. This one's a Guy Ritchie movie, and Guy Ritchie makes some very cool, stylish like British gangster movies, and it was his take on the King Arthur tale. Very stylish, very action-packed. I think it's underrated. I think people should go out there and watch that if they haven't. Um, the movie Life, which, did you see this one? I'll give you a second. Woo! Thank <laughs> you on there. Is that the one with Matt Damon? No. This is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal oh, this and is Ryan in the Reynolds. Space. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I, the, the, the thing, with the, like mo- the creature from, yeah, from Mars, it starts killing yeah, them that one that by one. scientist decided to wake up, and everyone's right. like, why'd you do that? And he goes... Science. Yeah, so we saw this, and Taya to this day is freaked out by this movie. Like, I'm pretty she sure was saw it in theaters with you. Real, you may have been. Because I with wouldn't us. have gone and seen this. Taya had myself. some real issues with this. The creature in that movie is so slippery and like smart and strong, and like the way it moves and stuff is just creepy as fuck. Dude, and, the like, ending in that movie, I'm like, dude, the whole world is fucked. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, and and I think it's just a really well done space horror movie. It's just, it's, it's good. It's well, terrifying. dude, we all started making like our own little conspiracy theory that we're like this is venom yeah it's the setup for venom that was the big online buzz and then they kind of just didn't capitalize on that i feel like that was a missed opportunity but fucking dumb dumb (laughs) um the movie the discovery i gave three and a half stars and i'm sure you've probably never heard of this movie this was actually a a netflix original and it's got robert redford and jason siegel and someone else in it and it's basically about a scientist who is he devises some sort of technology that is able to physically prove and scientifically prove the existence of an afterlife. And so what happens is once he releases this research into the world, people start just committing suicide in mass to just escape this existence that we're in to go on because they know for a fact there's some sort right. of an afterlife. And it's this very trippy journey of this guy, I think his someone he loved, the Jason Siegel character, someone he loved committed suicide because of this scientist's discovery or something like that so it's then his journey of going to this like private island to meet this scientist and discuss with him the the effects that this has had on the world and yada 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 and then he ends up kind of being sucked into using this machine and all this kind of stuff it's pretty fucking trippy and it's a really cool idea if anyone out there is looking for just a totally off the wall random netflix find the discovery is a pretty cool movie Pretty depressing though i will say it's a very dark premise well speaking of that i saw a thing the other day that um Jason Segal hasn't made a comedy since Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Wow, yeah, that, they that's like, a good point. They came out with an article there being like, why hasn't he made a comedy since... And they're like, it's pretty much been since Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And he's so good in comedies he's, too, he's a, which is... Which he's is, done, that's he's why taken I'm, like that serious role. Kind of like Adam Sandler. Yeah, like he's kind yeah. of taken on more serious Doing more roles. serious acting. Which I kind of like. So speaking of Jason Segel and doing more serious roles, he was also in a movie called um, The End of the Tour... And he plays the real-life author who ended up committing suicide, David Foster Wallace. And the whole movie is about this Rolling Stone writer who was going to do an article on David Foster Wallace during the book tour for this book that he had coming out called Infinite Jest, which is like this very popular book that 
It's like a thousand pages long. It's like this literary fiction masterpiece, supposedly. And David Foster Wallace is played by Jason Siegel, and he's a very David Foster Wallace apparently was a very like somber, sad, sort of depressed man who was just insanely gifted at writing. And the whole movie is about this Rolling Stone writer coming in and having this journey with this guy on this book tour. And then it ends with you figuring out like, oh yeah, he ends up, David Foster Wallace ends up committing suicide later. So just to relate to what you were talking about, he has, it seems like he's made a deliberate choice to go, I'm going to do more serious, substantial work instead of just, you know, the I love you mans and the forgetting Sarah Marshalls. Well, because like his new one, I I don't know if it's on Netflix or it's actually going into theaters, is that uh, where he's like best friends with the husband and wife and she's got like cancer. So he moves in to like, Oh, okay. See, I, I someone was telling me about that the other day and I haven't seen the trailer or anything for it. So I'd be interested to see. It looks like a good story. It looks really sad. Like, yeah, you know, but, Looks, you know, looks good. But anyway, shout out to Jason Siegel for just yeah. being awesome. I mean, I he's a I, great actor. Yeah, I, I like watching. Really, movies. really underrated. He's and he's, uh, you know, in I Love You, Man, which is one of my all time favorite comedies, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall is probably in my top Sarah Marshall's five. Super funny. It's so underrated too. People are like, eh, it wasn't that God, good. It's I go, great, no, dude. it's great. It's, it's great. So let me Mia, see. Mila I want to look. Is in that. Oh yeah. So okay. Um, our friend is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have not, I have not uh, seen any of the ads for this or anything. It looks like that one came out in 2019. Maybe that got delayed and stuff. It, it might have been a delayed one. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Anyway, moving on. Ch- shout out to Jason Siegel. Um, the Great Wall. Have you ever seen The Great Wall? Mm-hmm. Dude, The Great Wall is actually kind of awesome, and it's super random. It's got Matt Damon. In a movie with a bunch of, I think, Asian Asian actors. And it's basically set whenever the period would have been like, I'm talking about like bows and arrows and like Mulan like Genghis time. Khan. Yeah, Genghis Khan, like Mulan. Picture that sort of era of like swords. You know, we're riding around on horses. We have swords. We can shoot bow and arrows. And we have like fireworks and shit like that and gunpowder. But that's about it. Um, and it's about the Great Wall of China, but the reason, like in this movie, the reason why they built the Great Wall of China is to defend the land from these monsters. So these monsters will come running across this big land or whatever, and they'll try and climb up over the Great Wall. Oh. And these all this army's job is to like prevent these monsters from swarming over and like infecting and wiping out all of China. It's actually kind of awesome. It's super <laughs> random. And like I said, it's a bunch of Asian actors, and it's an Asian themed and set story. And then it's just randomly like you just sprinkled Matt Damon in there, like but just like, randomly and insert, <laughs> and he's like, "Woo!" It was probably me. to get the movie made. Like right. they were like, "Hey, listen, we got Matt Damon." on board they probably got a bunch of financing all that kind of stuff so I get why they did it but pretty fucking awesome movie actually if you're looking for just a totally random movie it's definitely worth the entertainment value Um, into the four star category I put Get Out as the first four star movie now Get Out I think my original four star rating of this movie back in 2017 is a little high and I know that's probably going to be a hot button issue with a lot of people out there Get Out seems to be revered as sort of a modern classic of the horror genre and don't get me wrong it's a good movie but I think people are a little too excited about this movie it's not as good as everyone makes it seem don't get me wrong it's solid it's a good movie it's a good horror movie but take it easy like everyone think thinks this is a more, masterpiece I'm I think like, people yeah, liked it more for know. like the, the memes and like the TikToks of people just like running in the lines like yeah. I feel like people liked it more because of that than 
Yeah. The content. I never saw it because I was like, eh, I don't really care to I, watch like, to be honest, movies. To so. be wouldn't really recommend it. Especially for you. You don't like horror movies. I wouldn't go out of my way. Personally, yeah, I think it's a little bit overrated. The next I'll recommend. Yes. So we're still in the four-star categories right now, but Guardians Volume 2. Dude. What a great movie. Just, it was on TV the other day on TNT. We were watching it while we were eating dinner. It's just amazing. It's great. Well, dude, you bring in Kurt Russell and... Dude, this whole story behind um, who Star-Lord Star-Lord's is, dad is, is like... Yeah. It's just like mind blowing. Like I mean, I'm not a big comic person, so it's right. like I don't dig deep into this stuff. I right. just will watch the movie and like right. enjoy the movie. And the whole thing behind that, I'm like, it's this shit's badass. like it's badass. Like a great, great story. Yeah, it is. And you know, it. I mean, it just helps tie into to Avengers and everything. Exactly. And, you know, Guardians really is probably good. my favorite. You know, part of the Marvel Cinematic Gu- scene right Guardians now. Guardians is Guardians One is incredible, and we talked about that when we did our 2014 flashback. It's phenomenal. <laughs> and Guardians Two is probably just as good. I, I mean, I it's, like the first one more, but I think Guardians Two, two didn't fall good. off. At no, all. like they, they did not. They did not fall off yeah. at all. And, so yeah, and, good. And for again, that. it's just, one of those superhero movies where inserting like well, Marvel did such a good job of making like comedy part of their movies right but they have it but at it's such not good times exactly. that it's like it flows like it's, yeah like there's no like you said it's not distracting yeah it doesn't they, they take say away it the and you're like haha yeah. and then yeah and then you're moving you on. know five minutes later is the serious scene where everyone's right. like oh right right so. just yeah i mean what again we have talked about this ad nauseum on this on this podcast but what marvel studios has accomplished with the marvel cinematic universe is nothing short of remarkable <laughs> I'd, All say, those I'd say four stars is low you're probably right. You're, you're honestly, low-balled you're, you're honestly probably right. John Wick Chapter 2 I had as a four-star At least John movie. Wick's on this one. Yeah, it's because the John Wick number one wasn't on, on my 2014 one. But, yeah, I mean, what else can I say about the John Wick franchise other than it's fucking dope and you should watch it? <laughs> I love those movies. They're some of there, the best like, action movies ever made. I don't know if there's anything to say about it. You're just like, yeah, John like, Wick, and everyone's like, dude, Chapter 2. Yeah. And you're I like, mean, even the original. It's, and you're it's like, amazing. Chapter 48 is going to be great. <laughs> it's, chapter 48 is going to be great. Like what we were just talking about. It's one of those franchises where, hey, guess what? I'm in. Yeah. If you want to make it's, John it's like, Wick 10, I'm John watching. Wick's the new James Bond. Yeah, I'm they, in. They could literally make these movies for 10 years, yeah. and, and everyone's going to be like, all right. Guess what? Keanu will probably Here's still be doing money. them, too, in 10 years. He'll be like 60 and still yeah. doing like action choreography. And he'll be looking like he's 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, another four-star movie. So... You know, obviously, during our movie franchise bracket podcast, we had lots and lots of thoughts on the Star Wars franchise. So I'm sure anyone who's been listening, you know, hopefully, if you're one of our faithful listeners out there, you have heard us talk about Star Wars and Harry Potter more than you would probably care to hear. But, but this is a Star Wars and Harry Potter podcast. That's exactly, that's all we talk about. Exactly, Star Wars and Harry exactly. Potter. So, so get over it. <laughs> so we we pretty much find a way to talk about Harry Potter or Star Wars every single time we turn the mics on. Which you know what, I'm not I'm not mad about. I'm not ashamed about it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go start watching Harry Potter tonight again, <laughs> even though I just finished like last week. So I mean, the Last Jedi was a very very controversial movie when it came out. I think when I the first time I saw it, I left the theater very confused about how I felt about it. I wasn't sure if I loved it, and I wasn't sure if I was like, well. That was really not Star Wars, and that was way off course, and I'm kind of disappointed. The more I've gone back and revisited it, I think it's a very strong movie. So, yeah, going in, like, obviously not in 2017, but right now, yeah, that is one of my favorite, you know, of the, the recent three. It's yeah. way better than The Force Awakens. 
yeah. way better in my opinion. Yeah, I think the argument can be made that it's way better story structure wise, just because yeah. you know we've talked about the Force Awakens basically just copies a New Hope. It basically just copies that movie. Well, I think I think looking back on it too, like people might not agree with this, but it truly does set you up for a good. Finale. You know, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Right. It, it does set you up yeah. to understand, like, going into Rise of Skywalker, you understand what's about to happen. It takes like, you... what needs to happen. Yeah, it takes a couple of left turns in there where you're like, wow, okay, this this last movie, what are they going to do? You know? Right. Like, you, you're, you're, you're... You're left with a lot of questions. Yeah, you're like, how are they going to tie this up? I need I need answers, you But know? when you go back and now you've seen them all, you go, it makes a lot more sense. Uh-huh. So, yeah, back when it came out, you're like, well, wait a second. Yeah. Because you get all your answers in the third movie, uh-huh. so that you know it comes back, and I like it. I like you know that I, was that was a good one. I'm I'm the same, and and you know, I am a Star Wars nerd. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I pretty much any Star Wars movie they put out, I'm gonna like. I'm not gonna hate it. You can argue all day long about which Star Wars movies you like more than others. I'll I'll gladly have that discussion. But I think Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I think one thing I'll say about it is people need to give it repeated viewings. I think to let the, let their their thoughts on that movie really have time to simmer and and really gestate because like I said the first time I saw it it was so random and and the the twists and turns that the story took were so off course that it threw me off I did not know how to think about it and then now that I've seen you know the whole saga in its entirety and I've gone I've had a chance to go back and revisit Last Jedi a couple times I appreciate that movie a lot more than I did when I first saw it it's a lot better than like people gave credit yeah I liked it yeah um, the last four star movie was War for the Planet of the Apes, which is a straight up dope movie. The Planet they of the Apes. They did a really good job at like the reboot of that. They absolutely. They did a really good the, job. The modern Planet of the Apes trilogy that they made was tremendous. And I think the second and third one, so War for the Planet of, of the Apes is the third and last right. of the trilogy. The second one and this one are really good dude it's and they're dark and they're gritty i was gonna say it's, it's not like a happy-go-lucky yeah, no. you know like a war movie it's there a some bleak comedy. it's like yeah it's very dark yeah you're like, and i like that shit fuck, you know like, like this I, is not fun yeah I, I like okay okay we're, we're going in we're, we're doing this shit you know it's a bleak well, ass and people actually out there future people buy into that they're like this could actually happen i go well, wait a second wait a second I think what this this yeah you okay, it could happen it, yeah sure but, but let's be real you know out of all the ways the world's gonna come to an end I think this one's probably far down on the list this one's like <laughs> a couple thousand if not million down on the yeah, list I think we got a lot of other sh- possible world ending of things that we need to be worried but hey about, but. if apes and gorillas want to start to try and take over the world I mean we only have to worry about the ones in zoos here for now and then right. they got to figure out how to get across the ocean so. yeah. Unless they learn how to fly planes, yeah, I don't or, think we have too much to worry about. Or load Although boats and supposedly in the what makes this world so scary in those movies is they get really smart. So maybe they right. could figure out how to do that stuff, which would we would be in for some serious shit if that. If they I mean, figure out how to fly planes and helicopters. Penguins flew a plane in Madagascar, so so it's possible. So it's possible. There's, a, there's a precedent. There's, what you're saying. <laughs> they learned how to watch Madagascar. They could fix a plane and fly it. Um, our next up on here is a four and a half star movie and is Matt's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I think if you want to talk about this for a second, you can, but I think your thoughts on clown horror movies are I well mean, documented. <laughs> the, the original one is what terrified me. Yeah. This one yeah. I'll never see. You'll have to pay me money. And, and you know and what? My, my price is not, not low. And you know what? I understand it. 
I get it, but it it kind of makes my heart sad because it really is one of the best horror movies I've Dude, ever seen. Do you seen. remember it's when really good? I think it was me, you, and Ty went up to Blackhawk, and we were uh-huh. crossing the street, and I stepped over a storm drain, and I'm pretty sure both you and Ty go, "It's down there," and I'm like, "Fuck it, my life's ruined." Yeah, like, like, fuck give me the casino. I'm gonna just empty my bank account before I walk out and die. Like, it's okay. It is one of, and I, you know, I, I apologize for anyone who's listened to our Halloween episode because I, I think I talked about it quite a bit, but it's one of my favorite horror What's movies it? of all time. Well, I'll tell you. And, <laughs> no one uh, wants to know. <laughs> Move on to the next one. And you know, I'm currently reading the book right now too by Stephen King, and it's just, serial killer. There's something oddly fascinating about how scary that story is, but how good the story is at the same time. Like it's one of those things. You know how people always use the expression like, it's like a car crash. I I want to look away, but I can't, you know, like there's some sort of a weird thing about human beings where you, you know, if it's we're a bunch of assholes and we're like, yeah, there's something about something not getting off on it, but going like, you just get pulled in. If something's very dark and disturbing or scary or whatever, like something in your brain is telling you at the same time to run away, but to go investigate. And I don't know what then, that is. Then you go but, investigate and then you run away and then you like get home and you're like, I'm gonna mind fuck myself. The I rest should of the have night done that. This was a terrible. <laughs> I, I should have just I'm really glad away. I saw that. Now I know what happened. Yeah, yeah. But my God, dude, I'm in a dark place, dude. It, it it is a dark, dark, dark story, but it's really good, dude. I've heard I, people go, "It's not even that scary," and I go, "I don't give a shit." There's a demon clown. I mean, Name if that's not more scary, terrifying yeah, I was in this say, fucking world. If that's not scary, then I don't know. You must just have no fear. I don't really know what to tell you. Um. Anyway, moving on because I know you yeah, don't want to talk God. about it for longer than you have to. Spider-Man Homecoming, another Marvel movie that came out that year. Um, I think probably by 2017, I think we were reaching the time where there was about three Marvel movies every single year. Well, and this is the first installment with... Uh, of Tom Holland, Tom yeah, Holland. For, his, for the new Spider-Man. So it was very exciting, you know, new cast for the Spider-Man. Um, really solid movie. I like yeah, the Spider-Man movies was, and the Marvel movies. They're it great. It was a good movie. He's a good, he's a good actor he, for Spider-Man. He does a great job. And, you know, it's got Michael um, Keaton... Uh, who obviously played Batman back in like the what eighties or nineties, uh, yeah. whenever he played it. Um, him as the villain Vulture, and he does a really good job. I thought the villain in this movie was really well done. Um, I, I don't know; it's just amazing how every Marvel movie that comes out, it can simultaneously be a really solid standalone movie that you can just watch and, and then not watch the any of them, and then also tie in just perfectly like a puzzle piece to the rest of the bigger yeah. picture. It's amazing how they do that. They're, they're, just, they're just the best. They're, they're just they're on just top the best. of it. Um, okay. DC we are now into the five-star categories. So this first movie that I'm going to mention is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movies, and it is Blade Runner 2049. Now, have you ever seen this movie? I have not seen Blade Runner 2049. No. Okay. Have you ever seen the original Blade Runner? Yeah, but it's been a long, been a long time. time. It, that, that movie's been out forever. So, I am not one of the kind of cultish followers of the original Blade Runner. I have seen it. They put it on Netflix at some point. One of the 85 different cuts of that movie you can watch. There's like all these different versions of it. And people, all the Blade Runner purists argue about which version you're technically supposed to watch. I, I, I'm not going to get into that here. I've seen the original Blade Runner. I thought it was fine. I liked it. I like sci-fi movies and especially like dystopian sort of sci-fi. Like right. This is called the cyberpunk genre. You know what I mean? Um, it was good. But I think Blade Runner 2049, its direct sequel, is a masterpiece sci-fi movie. It is flawless, in my opinion. I have rewatched this movie several times and I will continue to revisit it throughout my life. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, I, I, can't, I can't say anything more It's not better about than it. the next movie. 
Oof. The okay. next movie. Okay, rolling right along. The, the next, next movie, movie in our five star category, Matt and I saw, and we literally in IMAX. Yes, we saw it in IMAX in theaters, and as we were walking out of the movie, we both said to each other, "I think that is a straight up masterpiece." And that movie is called Dunkirk. We literally looked at each other and were like, <laughs> "Should we find the next theater that's airing it and go back?" And like, I would have been down to sit in the theater all day to rewatch that. Like, it was one of the best movie theater experiences I've ever had. That mo- seeing that movie in theaters was transcendent. Dude, it, I'm so glad we paid the extra like two dollars to see it in yes, IMAX because worth every penny. It was just we sat there and then it ended and we both like looked at each other like oh, oh my shit. god it was so good I think low key this is not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie but it might be the best Christopher Nolan movie he's ever made dude and people like I've it's seen, so good. I've seen articles on it that people are like it's not that good of a war movie and I go it's because the action's limited right but the whole storyline and everything yeah. that went into the movie is just like it's a mind blowing it's a World War Two movie that breaks the mold of most World War II movies, which is because it doesn't rely on the action and the gore that you normally right. find it, in It relies movies. on the true story yeah. of it's more hundreds of on, thousands of troops stuck exactly. on the beaches of Dunkirk. Yeah. And it's more of like a, a race against time. Right. And the enemy, you never really see the enemy. The enemy's just... You get this sense, the way he shoots it and the way he sets up the story structure... You feel the anxiety that the that the British soldiers are feeling because the enemy's just right around the corner and, and they're they know stuck. They're, they're stuck and There's they can't no get help. anywhere. And so that anxiety and that dread of like we're fucked if they get here and they realize what sort of a position they have us in because they the Germans they, just didn't they didn't capitalize on where they, they could had have, they could have killed they could or have captured. wiped out the British army yeah. basically wiped it out. And then the British citizens come to the rescue. Dude, they, they, what a, a fucking amazing story. Little boats, yeah. personal boats. Just random boats, people. Fishermen. Just start going across people who the English have Channel. Private to save, yachts. Save yeah. their, just sail over there their and, and, and save soldiers. It's well, fucking amazing. And let's let's not forget that there was a cameo in there of people. People don't realize, and I'm drawing a huge blank on his name right now. Okay. Um, he was the main character in uh, Mad Max: Fury Road. Why am I drawing? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy yes. makes a cameo in there as the pilot. As the pilot. The British pilot. There's a really great part in that movie. Who yeah. helps? You know, give them more time. Yeah. But like, people don't realize like that's him. Like it's just because he's behind like, a mask the whole time in yeah. the, in the and, cockpit. And it's he, he he has very few lines, uh-huh. and it's not a very long like storyline. Yeah. Him. And the way. The way that movie is shot, too. It's a, it's a World War II movie through the lens of the guy who made Inception. So you know what you're going in for. You're like, okay, this is not going to be a traditional World War II movie. This is going to be some sort of a weird, mind-bendy, sort of trippy experience. And sure enough, it is. And the only reason it is is because he was clever enough to tell the story through three separate timelines that all took place over a different amount of time. Like right. one is one day, one is one week, right? Or wait, yeah. one is one hour, one, one is one, one day, and one, one is one week. Right. And then they all intersect at the end of the movie in this beautiful convergence of storytelling. It is a masterpiece, dude. dude. There's, there's nothing amazing. bad to say about it. Anyone that doesn't like Dunkirk, you can not follow, just browse it anymore. <laughs> and you can fuck right off. <laughs> dude, I fucking love Dunkirk. It's, oh my God, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. So anyway, Blade Runner 2049 and Dunkirk, just two absolutely amazing movies. The next movie that's a five-star <laughs> movie on here is another amazing movie. It's a true banger. That both of us true fucking banger. love. And that movie is called Logan. Ugh, oh my the God. The end of an era. The end of a true, I, I guess, I don't know. They don't really call themselves superheroes, but the end of a true superhero yes. saga. Like, and... 
And the one, you know, prior to Robert Downey Jr. kind of having his final farewell as Iron Man in Avengers Endgame, there was Hugh Jackman giving his final farewell performance as Wolverine in Logan. And oh my God, was it a good one. Dude. That movie is hands down the best X-Men movie they've ever made. Oh yeah. And it's just a fucking tremendous Western, modern Western action movie. And it's sad, it's dark, it's depressing. And it's full of but then very like intense of action. Light. Yeah, like, there's a lot of light. There's hope moments. at the end. Yeah, what a fucking great movie! Oh my god, I'm pretty sure we both saw it together. I think we, we did. Like, oh, it's so good. Can they make a Logan too? Yeah, dude. And I've watched this movie. I own this movie, and I've watched this. I don't know how many times. I mean, how many out. times it's, have you dressed up as him to go to? I have dressed up as as Wolverine to go to Comic Con at least once. So dude, yeah, it's not Comic Con. It's Denver Pop Culture Con. Uh, sir, it's actually called Pop Culture Con. Comic Con <laughs> is trademarked by uh, San Diego. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, moving on, the next movie that's a five star movie is Thor Ragnarok. So there we go. That right. I think that Speaking, was the third that was MCU the third, yeah. movie. Yeah, um, hands down the best Thor movie they've made thus far, and one of the probably my top five favorite Marvel movies they've made. Not gonna lie, I still haven't seen it. What? Yeah, that's like one of the few movies I still haven't seen. Dude, you have got to watch Thor Ragnarok. Oh my god, it's amazing. But have you seen Harry Potter? Yeah, bro, we've been over this. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think hands down the best Thor movie they've made and one of the top five best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So, I, I, I have heard like it is the top. It's so Thor good, movie. and it's very funny and very trippy and very weird, but very like full of Isn't awesome there, like, action. Dark and... parts of it though, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, it, I, I suppose like, doesn't Thor's like, mom die in that movie? So she dies in the second one in Thor: The Dark World, okay. I believe. Yeah. But a lot of other dark shit happens to Thor in this one. It kind of... He loses his eye. It really sets up where you see him in Infinity War, where it's like this beat down and battered and depressed Thor. And so you you need to watch Thor Ragnarok to kind of understand a lot of what happens in uh, the Avengers Infinity War and then Endgame movies. Plus it it also introduces um, Valkyrie and then the other Asgardians and stuff kind of brings them into the fold. They show up in the battle at the end against Thanos and all that kind of stuff. So speaking of Thor though and Guardians being released in the same year, I'm excited for Guardians Volume Three because Thor's gonna be in that. Dude, movie. hell yeah. And I think the the third Thor movie is gonna feature the Guardians as well. So I think both of those it'll be the fourth Thor movie and the, and the third, third Guardians, Guardians movie are going to be like a Thor and Guardians crossover type thing. Both of those. So that'll be super exciting. I can't wait to see what they do with those because I have no idea where they're taking it. Um, so good. It's <laughs> so good. Um, the last one on here that I had, this is the last movie that I saw in 2017 and then it's a five-star movie is a movie called Wind River. And I don't know if you've ever I heard of seen this it. or it's, seen It's this. on my list. I haven't seen it yet but it's on my list to, it to watch. It is really good. So... Taylor Sheridan, for anyone who doesn't know, is a writer slash director now who is basically revitalizing the modern Western. And he wrote the screenplay for Sicario. He wrote and directed a movie called Hell or High Water. And he wrote and directed Wind River. And he wrote and has created the show Yellowstone. So, which we, you know, we kind of talked about last time on so our TV show podcast. So he's got some good, successful... Guys, uh, guys hitting home runs yeah. so far. Uh very, very impressed with what I've seen so far from Taylor Sheridan. Wind River is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's it's a fucking great movie. So definitely go check that out if you have not had the opportunity. Okay, now that was the list, um, and those were the stars. So now let me go through the list of movies to see okay, if there's any. I was gonna like, say maybe you should have. Let's seen. do that next. I'm 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 all um, ears. Hit me with it. Scrolling through here so far, the only one, at least 
right now I've seen would have been Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And those are good movies. And I've seen the original Triple X. I just have not seen. Is that is that just number two or is that number three? How many of those? I think have it's been number made? three. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't I seen think. that one. Um, good old Vin Diesel. He's got good his old niche. Vin Diesel. Dude. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, a lot of these that I thought weren't on the list or were on the list. So, see, so you're underestimating me. I underestimate. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, I mean. Like I didn't see uh, Beauty and the Beast on your list, and then it was there. Power Rangers. I think this was the another reboot of it. Yeah, I never saw that. Did you see that? No, I'm not um, a big Power Rangers fan. Me either. I, I was when Power I was a Rangers. kid, but I'm talking like five years old. So obviously, yeah, yeah not, it's been a while. not anymore. It's been a while. So, um, the Boss Baby. It was. Uh, so I never saw that, but it, was, but it, it actually looked pretty, pretty funny. It was pretty funny, and they're coming out with another one. Isn't that um, Alec Baldwin voicing yeah. the baby and stuff? I, okay, I, I get what they're going yeah. for. It seems yeah. So funny. that one was a pretty good one. Um, the Fate of the Furious also was. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I've talked about this too much on this uh, podcast, I mean, yeah. but I just gave up on the Fast and Furious franchise after number seven, so I'm I'm not in anymore. So have you seen <laughs> the Lost it. City of Z? I think it's no. a Netflix original. I've heard that's really it's good. It's a really though. good movie. Yeah, I liked I've, it. I've never seen that though. It's got Charlie Hunnam in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the... I couldn't think of his name earlier. I called him Jack Dude, I'm, Sons so, of Anarchy. Speaking of him real quick, I literally got Hulu just so I could watch Sons of Anarchy. I had the, could, the itch to watch Sons of Anarchy After we again. talked about it the other day? Yeah, so I had the itch to watch it again, so I got Hulu and I'm already yeah. on like season four. It's a good show. Really Dude, good show. It's so... And a, basically a career-defining performance for Charlie Hunnam, too. Dude, like that so catapulted He had such a hard time getting rid of Jax as a role Yeah, because he was afraid of failing at other... Right. Like roles. Right. Like he was so scared to go on to movies and stuff because yeah. he figured they'd be failures compared to Sons. Right. Well, and that's, dude. Okay. So we can t- table this discussion for when we break down our TV show bracket. But that's one thing I'd like to get into is the idea of actors or actresses playing such iconic roles on TV shows that they almost become typecast as that person, right. that character. And trying to break away from that mold can be pretty hard for some well, actors. Yeah, I'll save it for. The I was gonna say we can because, table that discussion because I for saw later, another article it's, it's about very another character yeah. in another TV show. That's a very interesting thing to get into. Um, another one, Baywatch with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron, which is actually a pretty funny movie. I liked so it. So I've seen parts of it. I have not seen the whole thing, okay. and it, it was pretty funny. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman also came out that year. Oh, okay. Yep, I have seen that. That's uh, solid. Captain Underpants. Uh, did you ever watch like or watch or read any of the Captain America? So oddly enough, I was not a Captain America. A Captain, you don't like Captain America? <laughs> I almost said Captain America pants. <laughs> Captain America pants is not my favorite. I, I was not a Captain Underpants person as a kid. I just Dude, wasn't. I know I a lot of people books. were really obsessed with those books, but I just was not for whatever reason. Uh, so. Cars three. That's the only one I haven't seen. I've seen Cars one and two. And I have not seen three though. Cars is just the best. The original Cars is so good. Um. I'm sure Chris probably asked you to see this movie, but 47 meters down. So Taya watched it. She showed me a couple of scenes because she knows how freaked out I am by sharks and the deep, dark ocean. Um, But I have not seen that movie. Have you seen it? No. I've heard it's uh, pretty scary for like a. I'm not good, worried good, about that because I don't. I'm movie. not gonna, you know, go like put yourself in that position. Right. Yeah. Fuck that. Where, where I go swimming in the ocean, I can see the bottom and right. I can see like at least two miles around that, me. You're, it's good. It's smart. You know, man. like you're smart man. <laughs> if I'm gonna jump into the middle of like the Pacific Ocean over the Mariana Trench, I'm gonna jump in. I want to surface and I'm gonna get out. Yep. Yep. I'm not going to spend any time just swimming, looking down I think and being that's like, a, "That's a good move." There's what thirty thousand feet of water below me yeah, and no, unknown no, shit. No, thank you. Like as, as a megalodon services, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to hold my breath and swim deeper. No, thank you. That okay. shit terrifies me. 
Transformers: The Last Night, dude. Come on, haven't you haven't seen? Still that? haven't seen that one, and we talked about that on our movie franchise bracket podcast as well. The the Transformers <sighs> franchise, I think, is is definitely on a downhill. Despicable Me Three. So I've only ever seen the first Despicable Me. Oh, I haven't dude, seen the sequels or Minions. Have you seen Minions? I've seen Minions. I'm, I How like is the, it? I like Despicables better. Okay. but the Minions are funny. They're they're yeah. a very funny part of yeah, Despicable yeah. Me. Uh, the House with uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that's came pretty out funny. There. Where they like start a casino in their yep. house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Will Ferrell. God, you can always uh, just count on him for those ridiculous concepts. The Emoji Movie. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I haven't seen that. No, have don't no interest. watch it. Um, come on, come on, come on. Let's find one you haven't seen that would be... I was going to say Annabelle Creation, but... I still haven't seen the Annabelle movies. I probably will at some point, but I have not seen him. Ooh, dude, by the way, there's a Conjuring 3 coming out this year. Mm, I know you're, you're very excited I'm so for that so excited for that. <laughs> Let me just tell you how excited I am for that. Uh, wait. No, okay, that's not it. The Lang- the Lego Ninjago movie? Oh, Ninjago? Ninjago? The Lego Ninjago? Yeah. I haven't seen that Did one Did I say either. Ninjango? Ninjango. Jeepers Creepers 3 came out. I In saw 2017? Jeepers- yeah. What? I saw Jeepers Creepers and it terrified me so much. We were at my aunt or my grandma and grandpa's house and I asked my cousin if I could sleep with him because I was terrified of Jeepers Creepers. And I was a little kid. I, I was can't like, nope, I'm sleeping Jeepers Creepers here. 3 came out in 2017. I feel like they're always showing those on sci fi during Jigsaw October, came out too. And I had no idea that the third one took that long to come out. I thought they made like a million sequels back in the day. When did the first Jeepers Creepers come out? That's a good question. I don't question. know, a while ago, because I was a little kid and it terrified me. Daddy's Home too. You haven't seen any of the Daddy's Home, have you? I saw fir- I saw the first Daddy's Home. I have not seen the other one. Daddy's ones. Home 2 is pretty funny. Justice League came out that year. Oh, okay. So I have seen Justice League since then. I didn't. I hadn't seen it that year, but I've seen it now. Coco. Coco was a great Disney movie. So I've heard really good things about Coco. Taya says Coco is excellent. I have not I have not seen that yet. I'll have to check that out. Because I'm a big fucking Pixar guy. I love Pixar movies. So. Uh, the Disaster movie. Or not movie. The Disaster Artist, sorry. Okay. You how to read. That is based on... So it's like a, it's a James Franco movie um, that he, I think, wrote and directed. And right. it's basically about... And he's in it. Yeah, and he's in it. And it's about the making of the movie The Room, which is like a famously horrible movie that right. has gained this like cult-like following that Tommy Wiseau made or something. Yeah. There's a whole whole rabbit hole you can dive into with The Room and The Disaster I've Artist. I've never and seen stuff. it, so... I've heard The Disaster Artist is actually a really good movie. So I, I kind of want to check that out at some point. It might be like a good primer for getting into the room i don't know if i ever want to actually just sit down and punish myself by watching the room and seeing how bad it is but you know the whole idea and the concept and the story around it seems pretty interesting so uh jumanji welcome to the jungle which is actually a really good movie i really enjoyed that you know honestly still haven't seen the new jumanji movies and i know they've made two of them and i think they're planning on making another one right the first one's good i haven't seen the second one but the first one i like so it's a lot more hearty and open yeah compared to the the original the robin so what i was just gonna say is the other day when i turned on the tv the original jumanji was on and i was like fuck dude i forgot how dark this movie is that's a pretty scary movie especially as a kid I remember seeing that as a kid being like, dude, this shit is scary. This is no joke. Yeah, He's like trapped really in a fucking dark. board game in like an alternate dimension for in like, like 30 scary years. Shit. Fuck that, dude. Um, let's see. I, there was one other one. Pitch Perfect 3. I haven't seen that one yet either. So, Yeah. Um, not a Pitch Perfect fan. I'm, not, I'm also not the demographic for that. Uh, though, so. here, here's a good one. Bright. The Netflix original. Oh, with Will Smith. 
Yeah, okay, so I did see that. That's a Netflix original. Very cool concept. I thought the execution was just kind of so-so, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. too... Uh... And then uh, Hostels. Did you, did you ever see Hostels? Oh, with Christian Bale? With Christian Bale. That's a great movie. Dude, that is a I've watched movie. that like four times already. It's really that's one of the best westerns I've it's ever a seen. Great western, it's so fucking good. And dude, why doesn't Christian Bale make more westerns? He needs to be in more westerns. He did Three Ten to Yuma and Hostels, and those are two fucking great dude, westerns. Host- Hostels, though, I watched it and I was kind of like, oh shit. I need to rewatch that movie. That's an excellent movie. It's oh, uh, it was one of those movies that I watched for the first time, and I was like, I gotta watch that again. Like, yeah, I feel dude. like I missed something. It's tremendous. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, there okay. wasn't that many. There wasn't like a huge, uh, you know, grouping of, of so movies. That I was when we do our, our 2017 movie flashback redo, um, there might not be too many more that get added onto Mm-mm. this list, which is okay. Um, there will be, for some of our other movie flashback episodes, I have gone back and done the research, and there's a lot of movies that missed the cut the first time around. So that would be very interesting to talk about the difference between the top fives yep. and stuff. But. Do we want to top fives? Do we want to do that Let's now? Let's jump into top we'll, fives we'll and we'll do the, do the, okay. the awards. Cool. And the, the Sounds grossing. good. So we'll start at five and we'll alternate and we'll go up to one. Sounds good? Yes, sir. So I'll go first. My Coming in at number five for my top five for this year, I had Thor Ragnarok. And I had Logan coming in at number five. <sighs> Can't fault you there. I mean, it's, spoiler alert, it's on my list. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Number four on my list was Wind River. And I had Star Wars. Okay. All right, so Star just, Wars: just The Last like, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I haven't seen a couple of yours, so right. Fair, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. Number three for me, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I had John Wick just because he can't. Oh, I can't beat John. Good Wick, fucking dude. choice, John Wick chapter two. Can't beat him. Okay, coming in at number two on my list, Logan, yeah, which you yeah, already she, discussed yeah. is on yours. What was and your number? Two? I had Guardians, bro. Ooh, good pick, good pick. Okay, coming in at number one for me is Dunkirk. Oh, dude, you copied me, bro. <laughs> I can't believe we had Dunkirk as number one. Surprise, surprise, we agreed. Didn't we agree on the 2016 one, too? Didn't we have the the our top favorite was the same? Um, I have to open that list. Yeah, let me look. I'm let me assuming look. so. Let's, let's double check it. I don't want to speak out of turn. Watch as it was Rogue like, One. It was Rogue One. So we both had oh, the yeah, same yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, look yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah. Two years in a row. Two movie flashbacks in a row. Matt and I had the same. Well, dude, if you favorite. don't put Dunkirk, no matter who you are as a person, if you don't put Dunkirk as your number one movie list, or like number one movie on your list, you're just, you don't have good taste. You're you're <laughs> dumb. And sorry, you don't have any credit anymore in this, this so world of movies. I, I told you this, I think, before we sat down and started recording. But in terms of when I look through my movie list and go revisit these old movies... In terms of a top five, I think my top five for 2017 is one of the strongest I've ever put together. Yeah, you got I don't think Dunkirk, I'll Logan, Blade Runner 2049, Wind River, and Thor Ragnarok. I mean, come on. Bro, I was waiting to see it on your list, and I was going to freak out and be like... Dude, it almost made know. it, I'm sure. I, Dude, it, was, it could not have almost beat out <laughs> Dunkirk, Logan, Blade Runner for you, Wind River, or Thor for you. Uh, it's a good point. But it was one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So... But it still sucks. That was our top fives for 2017. So now I think, Matt, you're going to go over the top, the top 10, 10 highest grossing, grossing movies. So starting in at number 10 was not on the list. Justice League. Okay, that makes sense. Bringing in $229 million. 
That makes sense. Uh, beating that out at number nine was Despicable Me 3 with Dude. 264 million. I think we talked about this. Those fucking Despicable Me DreamWorks picture movies Dude. fucking clean Stupid. up. Stupid. They make so much money. It's like Frozen, bro. They could make a Frozen 64 and every Billion single, dollar movie. Yeah. Billion dollar movie. It just, it's, it's out of insane. control. It's out of control. Uh, coming in number eight is Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Okay. That, that was a fucking smash hit movie. 315 million. Okay. Can you guess what came in at number seven? Mm. I haven't seen it. It was on the list, and I'll never watch it. It? Yep. Oh, nice. It okay. came in at number seven with $327 million. I think that's one of the highest grossing horror movies ever. It's got to be. It has to be up there. And people are dumb. For <laughs> uh, coming in at number six was, was Spider-Man. Homecoming. That makes sense. Three hundred thirty-four so million. But you know what's funny? Sony. Oh, is that's the right. Producers. Yeah. Of, there's that whole they, saga of like they own the rights to yeah, Spider-Man. Sony owns Spider-Man, but he's a Marvel character, and there's this whole that's, like. That's why, like, if you're a, if you're a gamer out there, Spider-Man is a PS4 exclusive. It, yeah, there you go. Because Sony, Sony owns makes the PS4 rights. and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, coming at number five, Guardians. Uh, with so, 389 million. That makes sense. So all three Marvel releases that year were like several hundred million dollar movies. Top 10 highest grossing right. for the year. Yeah. Um, That's what you've come to expect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming in at number four was Jumanji. Okay. I forgot Which how successful also Sony. Jumanji was. Like Jumanji movies are very popular. Right. Well, and you have The Rock, you have Jack the Rock's Black, you have Kevin yeah. Hart. The Rock's The Rock and Kevin Hart are probably two of the biggest draws in Hollywood, especially for like oh, yeah. comedy. Dude, The Rock's the movie. highest paid actor now. Yeah, the guy, he's one of the, the most bankable stars in the history. He, he of could Hollywood. run for president and he'd get voted in with like three he, quarters. He, of he'd the get vote. a lot of votes. A lot of people love The Rock. Uh, but that made uh, 404 wow. million. And wow. that was also a Sony. Okay, so Sony having a good year in 2017. Um, Wonder Woman coming in at number three. Which wow. I think was the highest grossing um, DC. I think you're probably movie right. With uh, 412 million. Okay, and just to take a quick second, I know we've talked about DC movies quite a bit, but isn't that sad that Wonder Woman made more more money that year than the Justice League team up movie they made? By <clears throat> almost by quite two, a bit, almost double. It almost doubled the. That ought to tell gross. you something, DC. Like your team up Avengers level movie didn't make as much money as your solo character. Well, movie did. and as we've discussed, though, Wonder Woman is the best installment in the DC universe. Hands down, the, mo- so the Wonder Woman like, movies are ha- continue to be the best movies. In so, so it's not like a question yeah. of why; it's just a question of. Yeah. Why'd you suck on all your other movies? Exactly. How have you dropped the ball so hard on these other ones? Because Wonder Woman was a great movie. Yeah, Wonder Woman's good. I like But they I like sucked all the other movies mm-hmm. right out of existence. Yep. So. Can you guess what came in at number two? It was a Disney movie. Okay, because I was I have a guess that I was gonna lay on you, but it's a Disney. It's a Disney. Um, I mean, just lay on your guess. Uh, you know, whatever. You think well, okay. So I was gonna throw out Transformers: The Last Night. Is no. that? Not, it's not on the list. No. Oh shit! Because normally Transformers movies are like billion. No, I think dollar that one. Movies. I think that one shit the bed. Okay. Well. So I don't know then. What? Beauty and the Beast came in All at right. number two. That makes sense. With that makes sense. Five hundred and four million, almost wow. half a billion. What, were, what was I just saying right before we started recording the podcast? Nostalgia is worth a lot oh, of yeah. money. <laughs> and so is Emma Watson. <laughs> and so is Emma Watson. And number one, with no surprise, Star Wars. Oh, Last Jedi. Duh. That makes sense. Six hundred twenty million dollars, and this is just. In America, just US this is just domestic gross, gross domestic. Yeah. yeah, well, that's that. Those are pretty much 
when we go through these top 10 highest grossing movies, you're like, okay, Disney, Disney, <laughs> Disney. So it uh, goes Warner Bros, Universal, Disney, Warner Bros, Sony, Disney, Sony, Warner Bros, Disney, Disney. Yeah. I mean, there's basically three studios that make all the money. Universal, Warner Bros, and Disney. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Everyone else is just competing for table scraps at that point. But if Sony comes in and they have two movies in the same year that gross $738 million. That's pretty impressive. That's massive. That's massive, yeah. That's taking a big piece of the pie away from Disney, which is hard to do. But I'm sure Disney gets something with like Spider-Man. Because, oh, I'm sure they do. There's yeah. some. I'm sure there's some sort of... The lawyers between those two companies have worked out some sort of an arrangement, I'm sure. They're like, you make movie, we make money. And yeah. I was like, how the fuck does that work? And I was like, you just do it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. So our last little segment for the 2017 movie flashback, I'm going to go over the Best Picture winner and the Best Picture nominees for that year. Um, so I will go through the nominees first and then I'll, I'll list the best picture winner last. So here are the nominees, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's a very, very good movie. You should check that out if you don't have a, or if you have a chance, the post, which is a Tom Hanks movie and directed by Steven Spielberg. It's okay. I think I, I expected better to be honest, kind of, kind of slow, kind of boring. Phantom Thread, which is the Paul Thomas Anderson movie featuring, I think, the last ever performance by, um, now I'm spacing on his name, Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. Like, one of the only, like, three-time best acting Oscar winner in history, I think. Never saw that movie. Um, Lady Bird, never saw that movie either, but a lot of people really love it. Get Out got nominated that year, which is huge for Get Out. I think Get Out also won best original screenplay that year. So, shout out to Jordan Peele for just fucking killing it in 2017. Um... Dunkirk was nominated. Thank God, my boy Christopher Nolan getting some love that year. Darkest Hour, which is another World War II movie that features around the events of Dunkirk, but it's told from the perspective of Winston Churchill, played by Gary Oldman. Really good movie. Um, in fact, Gary Oldman won the Best Acting Oscar this year for the movie Darkest Hour. Um, Call Me By Your Name was another movie that was nominated. Uh, I think that's another movie that a lot of people were absolutely obsessed with based on a pretty acclaimed novel, I think. I've never seen it. And the Best Picture winner for 2017 was a movie called The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Have you ever seen The Shape of Water? Mm -mm. It's a very weird and very bizarre movie, and I think it was very polarizing because a lot of people saw that movie and were just very weirded out by it. But Guillermo del Toro is the guy who directed the Hellboy movies, if you'll remember. And he also did Pacific Rim. And The Shape of Water is a very... It's very Guillermo del Toro-esque. Like, it's very in, very much in the vein of Hellboy and Pacific Rim. With like, He's very into monsters and sort of like Mexican gothic sort of style storytelling. But it kind of features this deaf woman falling in love with this creature that was being experimented on in a government installation and this creature can like breathe underwater and he's like a fish person looking thing and it that is a so very kind of like the guy in hellboy yes kind of like the guy opposite of hellboy hellboy's like partner guy right kind of like a the lot like that guy. guy yes so that's a very weird description and i know a lot of people are going to hear this and be like what the fuck i'm not watching <laughs> that movie but it's actually a very very good movie it's a very beautifully shot beautifully scored movie Really good acting performances. Michael Shannon plays a very intimidating, mean son of a bitch government guy. And Michael Shannon's one of the most talented actors in Hollywood, in my opinion. Um, yeah, The Shape of Water, I thought, was very deserving of a Best Picture winner that year. Um, so, yeah, shout, shout out to Guillermo del Toro for just making really weird and awesome movies. I don't have anything else to say. So, <laughs> so I had to look this up because I was very interested. 
Dunkirk was released in four countries. The UK, the United States... Well, so I guess the UK counts as multiple countries, but... Right. The UK, the United States, France, and the Netherlands. Okay. It made $527 million Holy shit. in box office. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing that's been proven, except for this past year in 2020, it's that... Christopher Nolan can make fucking money at the box office. And he's But he doesn't probably, let you down either. It's not like it's you yeah. just going and then you get let down. You right. go and you go, oh shit, I can watch this again. Yeah, he's probably the only working director other than maybe Quentin Tarantino who can make a completely original story. It's not a sequel to anything. It's not in anything's universe. And completely original idea and have it come out and be nominated for Oscars and make 500 plus million dollars at the box yeah. office. They're like the two only working directors who can do that nowadays. And Christopher Nolan is just, I mean, that guy's one of my top five favorite directors of all time. And I've loved every single movie he's put out. The guy's just, just a fucking magician. He just doesn't ever <laughs> let you down. He, he's a genius. And Dunkirk, I think legitimately might be his best movie he's ever made. It's not my favorite. You know, what's hard about his? that though, is like you have the dark Knight rises, you have the dark so Knight, you have things. Dunkirk, you have interstellar, you have inception. Like, yeah. Like how do you Tenet. choose? How do you choose? You sit there and you go, it's <clears> the greatest. And you're like, well, wait a second though. That's <clears> the thing. And, and that's where I go. Okay. Although cinematically, it's it's the greatest movie he's ever made. And I think story structure in terms of it being a, as tight and as polished of a storyline as he can possibly get, I think that might be the best movie he's ever made. And I'll say this for people, and I, this might be just a shameless plug. I probably shouldn't be doing this on our podcast, but this is a shameless plug for another podcast. But a podcast that I really love to listen to, if you like listening to podcasts about movies, is the Rewatchables on the Ringer Podcast Network. And what they do is they go and they do episodes on... Every episode is about one movie, and it's a quote-unquote rewatchable movie for mm. them, and they break down all this kind of stuff they love about the movies. Well, they had Quentin Tarantino come on and be a guest on their show, and they did three movies with Quentin Tarantino that he selected as rewatchables. One of them was Dunkirk, and Quentin Tarantino himself called Dunkirk a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Dude. And he's I mean, one of the greatest artistic filmmakers in the history of Hollywood. So that ought be, to tell you You'd something. be lying to yourself if you didn't say Dunkirk was a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Like, I try to get my mom to watch it, and she goes, but I don't, like, care for war movies. And I go, no. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not like a gory, it's not your like, fighting movie, scene. Yeah. It's, it's an intense story. Oh, it yeah. gets your heart racing, but it's not for, like, oh, there's so much gore, like, yeah. oh, it's like... Oh, holy shit, holy shit, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. And then it ends and you're like, my God. Like, and I it's, felt like I was there. Right. And it's one of those war movies too. There's very little blood and guts and gore in that movie, if at all. Do you realize? But the action startles you and the sounds are so loud. The machine guns going off, the bombs going off, the planes flying around. Like, you feel like you're in it with these characters. So you realize Dunkirk, like the story of that took place in 1940. So 81 years ago. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Dude, what a fucking masterpiece. I might rewatch Dunkirk in the next few days now that we've talked about it so much. So, uh, about our plans tonight, everybody. <laughs> Scrap that. We're you and me are just going to fire Dunkirk. up Dunkirk right here. Like, we're just, we're posted up for the night. So, anyway, um, I don't think I have anything else to cover for our 2017 flashback. So, um, unless you want to talk no. about anything else, if you're good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the podcast. We really appreciate you guys um, supporting us and tuning in, and we hope you. Had a good time, um, you know, as, as good of a time as we did talking about movies. And um, we hope you join us 
for future episodes where we are going to be embarking on our new series of the top 64 television shows of the last, I think, what, 30 years? I think, yeah, we said to 1990. Yeah, and uh, we will continue to do these movie flashback podcasts as well if you enjoy these. So stay tuned for about three or four more of those because I did have a, I did put together a 2020 list. It's going to be a very weird episode. So we got 2018, 2019, so we got about three left. Yeah, we got about three left. So And then we're going to go back and do our redos at some point too, but we might get, we might give you guys a break from those let it let it simmer. So We might, we might go back to fantasy football for a little while. Oh, yeah, because we know how much we enjoy doing the <laughs> fantasy recaps. Uh, but, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, we've had a blast. We've hoped, you, we've hoped uh, you've had fun listening. And, uh, yeah, tune in for future episodes and – We'll be back next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully not such a long Hopefully hiatus not next a two time. Week yeah. hiatus. But we allowed you time to get caught up on the other episodes. Exactly, exactly. We do have like well over 20 episodes at this point, right? So We're at 30. I think you, this you got, is 31 or 32. Yeah, so you guys got – if you're a fan, if you're trying to support us, please go back, check out our old episodes. We did the series on the movie franchise. We did the bracket, you know. We've done a lot of football and sports-related podcasts. You know, NBA, we've done one on space. We've done one on the ocean. We've done a lot of fun stuff, so hopefully you'll enjoy at least some of these podcasts we're putting out, and hopefully uh, you know you find a topic that you enjoy. And so maybe, maybe here we'll give you a break for football. We'll do another. We'll do our first round of the the round of sixty four for the movie or the the shows. Yeah. Next weekend, and then the following weekend after the Super Bowl, we'll come back and we'll give you a football episode on the. There you go. Just that a season like a recap yeah. and, and you know what's transpired yeah, since our thoughts, teams are yeah. ended and off season activity. And yeah. then you know we'll be done with football until. Until August or Until we decide September. if we want to do fantasy again or if we want to just do a periodic uh, recap. Yeah. I think we should maybe... Let's, well, we'll table that we'll, discussion for later. We'll do a, a fantasy every uh, three or four weeks. Yeah, there we go. Just, we'll, just, we'll catch you up on what's yeah. happening and, and how hurt my we'll, team We'll is just check still. in. We'll check in on you guys. But, uh, but yeah, like Zach said, we appreciate all your uh, love and support. And uh, we look forward to uh, pumping out these uh, beautiful episodes. Exactly. Three beautiful people. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Please uh, go out and like, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on all the social media yeah. platforms. I think if you just want to start by going to Facebook and searching for Just Browsing, um, we're out on, on you Facebook. You get all the updates you, from all, there. All, all the info should be there if you, you want to follow us on You can leave your comments Instagram, on there. Kind of stuff. You know, yeah, so. Zach and I will both comment. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll be very you know interactive with you yeah. guys. So. Yep. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Yep, sounds good. Till next time. Thanks, Bye, everybody. everybody.